This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for ROI. It's time for Your Valuable Home. All right, we got a, an interesting replay today, right? It's a big kitchen. Yeah, Mike was on the show earlier. Other work, too. It was a bunch of work. It's going to be a great show we're going to have. We were going to start up the replay where we had Michael on probably about four or five weeks ago. And we talked about some of the beginning stages of what we're going to be doing with a kitchen, ripping everything out, making a, a large kitchen, taking the bathroom that was there, moving into the office because now there's a new office, home office form. And now we're just about wrapping up. And I tell you, I got to say, coming to the studio today was awesome because I just put the Provia door in the air store, black on black with the window. We had to get in time for the flooring guys to finish. And Mm -hmm. wow. So I got here to the studio a little bit early because the door went in very smoothly. So Mike has been on before. Now we're wrapping up. We want to get his opinion of everything we've done uh, and uh, how it turned out and was his thought process in the beginning of what he imagined come true. Walk us through some of the things that uh, you love the most about the project. Well, being on the end at this point is probably the number one thing. And, you know, we kind of had that end in mind as we're going through this. And at the beginning, it was an outline timeline. I said, there's no way you're hitting that. You even said, you're probably going to say, there's no way you're going to hit that. And sure enough, here we are right on time. It's quite the transformation. And what was interesting is seeing some days where you see massive changes and seeing other days where you don't see a whole lot of changes, but you know there's a lot of electrical work or plumbing and just just watching it evolve and, and, and change the house every day, not just the look and feel of the house, but just the overall energy in there as well. Now, from the beginning, when you were thinking about doing this, uh, is everything you expected from enlarging the kitchen what you want it? Yeah, I, I, we based our plan off of a neighbor who had a same or similar design so we could see it in action. And it looked, quite frankly, like an entirely different house, like we're moving without moving. And that's exactly how I felt last night as I was wrapping up some late night work. Yeah, it, it looks tremendous. It, you know, Everything from the lighting to the to the cabinets to... We didn't even have the floors in, but just envisioning the floors, having a new gas log fireplace, a new office that I'll be able to actually work and not just be relegated to a corner somewhere in the basement. So it's, it's all <laughs> tremendous. That is true. Yeah, we kept you down there for a little bit too long. So how how big was the kitchen, just roughly in terms of square foot, and what did you expand it to? I, I think we had a decent-sized kitchen. I'm, I'm just going to guesstimate here at about 
I don't know, three, 400 square feet mm-hmm. to maybe we've added a good 50, 60, 70% to that number. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, we opened it up. So it's, it's now, it's not cordoned off like an old classical um, colonial style. It, it's more open. It, it flows right into the, into our family room and, and it'll be one continuous family space. That yeah, we'll it's, be it's, a, it's a now floor plan. It's a now floor plan. It's the way the building That's houses right. today. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, it's nice when you walk in through the garage door. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in, there's a the lower portion where the, the table was. It was probably 14 by 14 feet. And then you stepped up to the kitchen, which was another, say, 14 feet to the wall. And then there was a hallway with a powder room and then a closet on the other side, which broke everything up when you walked in. So you actually looked at the back of the kitchen uh, because behind that was the powder room and, and closet. So now when you walk in, it's 56 feet from end to end, the kitchen going into the New family room, wow. so it's continuous. Yeah, that's, that's much better. Really much opens the whole house up downstairs. It does. It does. It, it, it takes a while for me to understand mm-hmm. because I'm just doing it. Look, we're we're a contractor. We're doing it. We want to get it done. But let alone, it sometimes even I have to leave the job and then come back and see. Wow, this was a great design because when you're doing it so much, you can't appreciate it. And homeowners can appreciate because they see the transformation from what they were living in for 15, 20 years. Well, you until haven't now. been in the house for 15 or 20 years. They have. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. True. But doing these, it's kind of over and over again. But it's, it's nice to see how people put in their mind on paper to reality. Mm-hmm. And some of the things they picked were it, it's gorgeous. Everything's turning out the way they wanted to. The, the backsplash is about ready to go in. Provia black windows are installed, which really gave a, a wow appearance. Uh, into that kitchen it's going to be used for countertops in the backsplash we're using a quartzite countertop with eastern supply and it's gorgeous i mean we we searched long and hard on it and then we're we're also adding a a dimension of quartzite uh elsewhere to kind of overlay our our fireplace as well so it's it's going to be similar but different in terms of the look and feel general color scheme is the same but a different look it just looks tremendous, and when when that countertop was put in last the end of last week, it was like, wow, here we are. It's getting real right now. It's exciting to see all that come together, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, again, we have we have a daughter who's away in school, and she asks for pictures all the time. She's like, I think she's more excited than all of us, but um, potentially. But she loves seeing the pictures, and there's just some days where she's like, wow, that is so different. That's so transformational. Just in yesterday versus today. Yeah, you, when we were talking earlier in the week, and I said, you're going to see the biggest change coming up, which is the floor, countertop, then we're going to put the floor in, uh, and then the backsplash is going to be the biggest thing, especially where it's it's a pretty cool herringbone-style backsplash tile mm-hmm. with the black window and the white cabinets. I, I That's one of my favorite parts. But I will say one last night, you said one of your favorite parts was I had a plumber there just trying to get some loose ends done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Mike was, he was very concerned, but he wanted to have one thing, one big request out of this whole job. He was just extremely happy last night. And what was that one request? Just that our water line was turned on for the fridge so I could <laughs> dispense water. I like to drink a lot of water. So it's one of the most important things he said. I, I have water now. I'm like, yep, you have a water and you have an operational sink. So that's why the flooring going in. But this way I can get ahead on certain things. But it's amazing what little things can make people happy. Water would make a lot of people happy. Yeah, having water instead of running all the way up to the upstairs. And then uh, when we were chatting, I said, well, think about this. You hear all the horror stories, even jobs where people are very happy. They're doing a project this size. The contractor, hey, he's great. He got done in 18 weeks. Now, and I said, Mike, would you be happy? I know you're very happy with what we're doing. I'm presuming you are, right? Everything we're doing is good. Yeah, it's terrific. So I said, imagine me being here for another 15 weeks. 
would you be happy? I think my comment is, hey, Kevin, well, I loved hanging out with you. I think time's up. Right. <laughs> there you go. People want you to go. That's why we try to stagger or if we're doing a bigger projects, because we are interrupting your life. And that's why I always try to give people the best advice when you're doing a kitchen. Yeah, maybe you could do a bathroom while you're doing it, but you don't want to do everything because you really you want me out of the house. And we, I tell you, relationship is great between contractor, homeowner, which is awesome to have. We got done. We worked seven days a week. We came on schedule. But still, if a contractor is there too long, people start to get like, all right, let, let's go. Time to get out of here. And that's what we try to not have happen. The stress on me to keep that schedule is one of the, the hardest things I have to do now with dealing with certain supply chain issues, product coming in wrong, product coming in damaged. It takes a toll on me. But the bottom line is we always think of the, the consumer first. And for any of our listeners, when you're hiring a contractor, that is the most important thing is to make sure that contractor is going to fulfill your dreams and wishes. Mike, would you agree that that's probably one of the reasons why you chose us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of word of mouth and some people where we got to talk to them and, and get to know Kevin in addition to just talking with Kevin, we've had our own horror stories in the past and, and certainly have heard some other ones. And the last thing in the world you want is is that hanging over your head because it's regardless of how good it, a process it is, it's going to be a high amount of stress because you're, you're living with it for a period of time. And to the degree we could do it in an expedited manner and, and a quick time frame and know that we felt good about the, the schedule itself and the things were happening when, when advertised, it got you through the couple of days where it was a little tough. And it was just tremendous uh, to, to see it all come to, to the head here uh, at the end. What kind of floor is it in? I think it was Pergo, right? You put Pergo yeah, in? Yeah, we, we put an engineered Pergo that mm -hmm. has uh, some rich uh, overtones and, and, and has a, a really subtle but rich color palette to it, which is neat. It's a very light wood. It's a light, I guess, lighter color than most of the darker woods. But it's luxury vinyl, right? No, it's actually composite. Composite. Oh, yeah, it's okay. a little bit thicker than the, uh, the luxury vinyl tile, mm -hmm. but most of the flooring there was a three-quarter cherry that was a down originally right and that was been for about 20 years right a little dated so we they decided to go this direction and the entire first floor is going to be done in the same product so it, it yep. the transformation and then on top of that as we were talking the boss of the household uh <laughs> so his wife when we were just chatting back and forth i said well listen you have some of the older wayne scotting where they put some emoji around it it's just an inexpensive way of doing things i said why don't we come back and then do like a wainscoting like we did some of the neighbors. And it's easier for us to come back because we're not disrupting anything mm -hmm. and just to complete the first floor. And just certain trends. I'm more looking forward to doing that. So the backsplash window and then that because it completes the whole first floor transformation. Okay. But sometimes when you keep adding and adding and adding, it, it, people want you out of the house. They want to get their life back in order so they can start living. And one of the nice things is that when we got the cabinets installed, we said, hey, Mike, why don't you use the, the upper cabinets, put product in. And when the granite gets installed, you can start using the lower because they have to get in there. And once that's installed, you can start putting your life back to normal. And when three and a half weeks, he was putting his product back into the kitchen cabinets. I'm sure that had to be a little bit easy on you now that you can see the future where you're getting done and you know that you can get your life back. And it's a lot less stress on the family because like I said, we're disrupting your lifestyle, correct? Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, trying to figure out, well, what box is this in? And, oh, of course I need this. And I have no idea what box it's in. So just being able to access things and have some finality to it is tremendous. And <laughs> it was a lot of work to to get everything loaded up, but also clear out the space for the for the floor installation, but kind of force some progress. And now we have some feeling of normalcy uh, in the kitchen. I love to hear that, normalcy. So when, it, when will you be finished? 
Uh, a couple of days. Okay. Backsplash going in. Uh, we're we're going to be doing the touch-up paint tomorrow. And uh, Backsplash is on Thursday. And we're just wrapping up a few things. And by Friday, we'll be touched up and out of there and ready to go. So they'll be fully functional. Appliances uh, will be getting put at the end of the week also. So everything uh, we said and said we were going to do is done. Uh, we had some difficulties with certain products when they were ordered wrong but we stay late we work seven days a week to get everything done and stay on schedule that's one of the most important things that homeowners love to hear and uh, now that they're going to be back to normal it's i'm looking forward to have you guys on just for one more time for uh, walk us through all the final everything from your office what you did and we'll be posting those pictures if you don't mind on on our in- social media and uh, facebook and instagram so people can see what we're talking about as we talk we we converted a living room uh to an office and in doing so, we uh, we moved a couple of closets, a coat closet and a utility closet, into that room. So we took away some of the square footage. We also took away some of that square footage by moving a powder room, which, as we mentioned before, was uh, kind of the dividing line between our kitchen and our family room. So powder room, office. Now we've got a wide-open kitchen blending into a family room. In the family room itself, we replaced a gas log set. We were adding stone uh, around that. We removed the hearth um, and the mantle. So it'll be this nice, clean wall space, um, uh, optimizing the space in the room itself because it's not that huge. Uh, but the overall large room, we, we replaced almost all appliances other than a dishwasher that went last year and is, is brand new and a, and a fridge with, which was the same situation and uh we replaced floors put in quite a bit of countertops or cabinets as well as uh quartzite countertops replaced all of the lighting so we had some older large recessed lighting we went with more of a modern actually a square look which was one of my wife's uh <laughs> uh, must-haves in the project yep. and, and and it is a wow factor and definitely something that differentiates itself and then uh kind of on the exterior we replaced a um an over the sink window we we enlarged it to bring in a little bit more natural light with the black provia windows we replaced our slider and then we are replacing a, a triple window in our family room as well with those same black windows Sounds like a major job it was yeah. like a major job just, yeah just a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, it, but it was a pleasure working uh, at your house. We had a lot of fun. Dave had a lot of fun. And uh, that's one of the most important things is that, would you agree that having a contract that you can feel comfortable with and hiring the right guys is, is part of the process? Yeah, no, no absolutely. Right. I mean, look, you, you, you guys have been my work from home uh, buddies when I've been around a couple of days, the last five weeks at this point. But, uh, you know, of, of course, you, you want to be comfortable with, with folks in your house and you're entrusting that they're going to do the right things and not, you know, <laughs> we'll just put something over superficial and then maybe in a couple of years it's going to go. you got to feel good about the work that's being done, uh, not just aesthetically, but also functionally. And that's exactly what we have here. Perfect. That's what we love to hear. Sorry, we're going to have you one one more time back on for the, the final so we can walk her through. And uh, I really appreciate you doing this. And I'm glad you're very happy with the job. Yeah, it sounds like it's all coming together. Yeah, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. And, and Kevin, you know, thank you and Dave for all the wonderful work you've done and creating, in essence, like a new house. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay, take have care. Take care. And listen, stick with us because we've got an interesting featured segment coming up with Steve Gardner from an organization called Clarify in Philadelphia. It helps people get their finances together. 
Kev, we got another horror story. What is the story today? Is it a, a good one, a bad one, or? I, you know what? A I good horror at, story is a bad horror story, right? It is for homeowners, <laughs> and it is for homeowners when you hire somebody, and this is what you get. So this, th- this is thanks to our listener uh, who listened to the show, and this was probably about maybe like six, eight months ago. He sends me a picture of one of his neighbors getting some work done, and they stripped the siding down, found out there was no underlayment under the siding, decided to cut a hole out on the wall, and then put a new window in. And how many shows, Ron, have you and I talked about by doing it right, by putting flashing around the window? So at least to start to... Well, did he cut the hole right? Did he do that right? Yeah, the window fit in. Oh, okay. I mean, everything he... he I was looking at picture after picture. He put the hole in, put the window in. Uh, it's a nailing flange window, vinyl window. So that means that it has a nailing flange, but it's a three and a quarter inch replacement. That means on the inside, you're going to be doing some additional trim where it's not a full new construction window, but it's still good because it has a nailing flange. Mm-hmm. When you have these nailing flange windows, we've talked about it, you put flashing around the window. I use Tyvek Flex on the bottom and then on the sides, I use their Tyvek Straight. And I incorporate it into the window, the flashing, so it doesn't leak. So he's taking now, a Let picture. me ask you something. How long will that rubber last? Will it, how long will it last? Well, it's not exposed to the sun. So since it's not directly in the sun, I'm thinking- The sun would make it crack and fall apart, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you leave yeah. something out in the sun yeah, and yeah, weather, yeah. it's definitely gonna do that. But it, I, I did an addition probably a few years back, but when I was doing their house, when I did the windows, maybe about 15 years prior with another product uh, that I used, I think it was OSI that I used at the time. I pulled the window out when I was doing the addition and the rubber was still in great shape. OSI, the product was perfect. So how many years was that? That was about a 15 year span from the window that I just ripped out a couple years ago. What's a typical life of a window? Depends. I mean, some high windows. A good window. A good window, you can get 25 years out of it. 25 years Uh, out of it. Some really high end windows, you can get 50 years out of Mm -hmm. it. Very inexpensive, cheap windows could fail probably within the first five years. Mm-hmm. So if it does, especially fail, if they're not flashed properly, right? Yeah, that's what you got to mm-hmm. do. Everything's about flashing, mm-hmm. and I don't know how any contractor. And that's probably only about ninety-nine percent of the ones that I see install windows without flashing. They just put the window up right over the plywood, nailed it, and put the siding right back up. That was it. Oh boy! So we're saying now oh, it's going to flash. Let's see how long it takes to leak. What are you talking about windows failing? I don't think it was the window that failed, it was the application that the problem had. He sent me a couple pictures. Look who's out again. This contractor's out trying to fix the window. Apparently we had a couple heavy storms after the drought that we had. Window, windows started leaking when the rain came in. So when the rain started pouring inside the house, he's taking video, watching these guys caulk. Now here's what they did. Any novice would look at it and say, hey look, you know, we're gonna caulk around the window. So as they applied caulk around the window, the J channel to the siding, that's not what's leaking. What leaks is that there's no underlayment under there. So once the water gets behind the siding, it just leaked right down to the flashing behind, or no flashing, the flange behind the top of the window and just started pouring in. So the caulk's gonna do nothing, zero. It's not even solving the problem. Then here's the best part. It rained again about three weeks after that. And he sent me more pictures. They're back at it again. To, to re-caulk? To re-caulk. <laughs> I, you've got to be kidding me if you think you're a contractor sending these bozos out to do something like That's this. That's the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same bad result. Over and you over again. You need to rethink the problem. Right? Caulking is it's a temporary fix. And that's all it well, is. Well, not only that, but it dries up and cracks too. Right? It does. Yeah. It does. So if you put this rubber down, if you get 40 years out of it, it's going to last. I'll take that. When, I, when people see some of my windows and they, we do the Craftsman style round with a, a polymer product, I said, but under that, I don't use J-Channel, so here's what I do. And ready for this? All you contractors better listen. I'm going to give you free advice. This is the best you're going to get, and you cannot get better than this. So I work with the underlayment in. 
Then I put drip cap around all four sides because I don't like to see the, the white if I'm doing a dark colored sodding. But now it's drip cap. Then I Tyvek tape that to the Tyvek. Under that, you've got your rubber that I use, the Tyvek rubber that's installed correctly. Then you have the nailing flange. Then you have the sealant. Then I have spray foam insulation that's airtight and watertight. Do you think you're going to get any water in? Why is it that I'm never having so problems? So you're saying you, you never use windows with a nailing, uh, with oh, a, uh, you always, with a, not, not a nailing flange, a channel. Oh, I never use those. You yeah. Use but how do you, how do you, if you're doing siding, like vinyl siding, how do you lock the siding in? Because the, that, the J channel uses, is used to lock the siding in. Isn't no, it? the, the J channel is there to cover the edges. So when the, the edge is cut, you need to put it somewhere. So if the J channel was up against the window, it covers the edge of the siding. So picture frames right. around the window. Right. So if this window or a side didn't have it, you would just see the edge of the siding. And that's what JHM does. The reason why I don't use that is I do a multi-layer with the polymer board. So you don't see the edge, but what I do is I put a thinner so piece. So you're covering the edge, edge. of that with polymer board. Correct. I got you. Okay. And it just right. eliminates the J-channel. But I also take it I don't it like the J-channel. I, I had that on my, when I'm, the windows that you took out of my house. Yeah. J-channel. Oh, that was the, the integrated to the window itself. Right. Yeah, I just don't like the, the look of it. I like it a little bit more detail. If somebody's putting that kind of money in, maybe put a little bit more money around the windows because you're only doing it once. Right, exactly. So that's why, but I sell more on the, the higher end at a, at a very inexpensive cost. But I also go through the process of what I'm going to be doing. There is no chance I'm putting a window without putting flashing around the window. I'm not doing it. And anybody that, if you see a contractor trying to sell you, hey, just put the window in, don't worry about the flashing. I, you kick them off the job. That's the biggest problem. I'm going to talk about stucco. You talk about all the issues with windows. Why don't I have problems? It's because we do it correctly. Even Tyvek, if you go on the website or the YouTube video, they have it. They're, they're putting rubber around. So everywhere. you don't get any callbacks on windows. Correct. But if, if you're getting a callback, you're sending guys out that have no clue what they're doing and caulking around the, the nailing flange so of that window. You're hoping for another callback then. Well, it's, it's two out of or two so far. on another callback. I'm waiting to see a nice, good, heavy driving rain. It's going to leak again. Mm -hmm. But you have to set up for the future for that. And if you don't set that up for the future, you're going to have problems. If you're doing a job in a contractor, you're hiring somebody, don't you want to hire because they're experts at what they do? So my question is to all these window companies that are installing windows without flashing around the window, whether it's Tyvek or OSI or any of the products that are out there, it's still working better than nothing at all. So if you're doing that, and I ask every roofer coming in, why don't you put the ice shield down correctly instead of putting the drip edge cap? Because that's minimal coverage. And if you do have ice damming, it's going to leak in because I've got pictures that showed last year and a half ago around here. And we had GAF1. And I even said to the guy, isn't my way the best way to do it? Well, yeah, it is. And we've got a builder that I know, one of the biggest builders in the country, for the last five to seven years, they've been doing it my way that I've been saying for the past 20 years. So if everything I'm saying, people, some of the big companies- Did you have are, a talk with them about doing it that way, your way? I, I did talk to the uh, son-in-law, because they're customers of mine, about doing it that way. And I talked to him several times doing it. But we've been doing it for 10 years on the air and me saying the same thing. It's not that I just started saying. People that have contractors, they've been business for five to seven years and they're, they're thinking they're revolutionizing the industry. I've been doing it for 33 years. I've been doing it, you can see it on my projects, which I'll be glad to take you to my projects. And I've been talking about it for 10 years on the air. So you tell me how you're revolutionizing the industry when I already talked about it, said it, did it, and you're what, just copying off of me? Go right ahead. You can do that. But that's what I'd rather you be doing to give a homeowner a better job than not doing it at all. Mm -hmm. The reason why they're making these shortcuts is because they're going to make more money by not doing it. My question is to those contractors, especially the ones that are out there, how much money are you making when you're paying guys to go out and fix that work? Making more money or less money? I mean, if I if that happened to me and somebody came had to come out and fix it, why, why would you pay them again? Because they did it wrong. 
they should fix it for free, right? No? I think the, well, it just makes sense to I me. I think they're warranting it. They're, they're fixing it. But a fix it's not a bead of caulk around the edge. It's still the nailing flange behind there. What is getting from way above but and it, it, it down. It gets down to my, my age-old question. Do they not know or don't they care? I, I just think they don't know. They don't know. I just think they don't know. If I look at every roof I see, every roof I see, I've yet to see somebody do it my way. This is me personally. Every roof, every roofer, I want you to come on the show. Let me come to your job and I'll tell you why you did it wrong. So why don't you do it right so people never have a problem? I didn't put the ice shield back in the 90s and the 80s. I still never had problems. I never had shingles blow off. But I did have a couple window leaks back. I was in 1997. I did windows. They were vinyl windows. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we did an addition, I said, oh, yeah, it's leaking. I'm like, how's this leaking? I never found out if you're from the beginning because I put the ice shield up then I put the flashing on, but it was coming from the window. And all I did was use that same leaky window because the window was already about 20 years old at that point. I pulled the window, flashed it correctly with the Tyvek flash, put it back in. Uh, that was 13 years ago. I never had a problem. They never called me back. But I knew at that point that there's no way I'm doing a job without putting flashing around there. Just think, if I'm doing I'm one contractor, and there are a few other ones that I still see doing it, but if you do it right, you're never gonna have a problem. So why are you in business if you're gonna be doing it wrong? Because it's, again, a reflection out of the contractor that he's doing a bad job, and the homeowner's gotta deal with the problems of water leaking, they've gotta get it painted, there could be mold behind there. If it's leaking for quite a bit of time, nobody knows. Right, question for a lot of homeowners and a lot of contractors to ponder, and we gotta give it there because we're out of time. Welcome to it. Gotta take a quick break, we'll be right back. Kev, is it hard for clients planning large exterior projects to visualize how the colors and textures work together? It used to be, especially when they mix products from different manufacturers. Provia's new website and broad selection of exterior products make my job easy. Clients' faces light up as they choose all the products needed to give their home's exterior a now look with Provia's product line and their amazing new website. We use their visualizer right from my laptop. Hey, the site is amazing. Provia makes color selection a breeze. The website has eight suggested exterior color schemes that can be applied to Provia products, or customers can choose shades from any palette to suit their own tastes. The Design Center tab must be a great tool for you in visualizing how all Provia products work in harmony based on window and door configuration, siding, stone, and metal roofing color and style. It's brilliant. You can see how Provia products work together on a sample home or a photo of a client's own home. Then you save the work with the My Portfolio tab. The site even lets me take exterior measurements. The new Provia.com and an expansive line of exterior products deliver on Provia's mission, which is to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. For updating home exteriors, our listeners should go to Provia.com slash YVH first and visualize the possibilities. All right, Ron, now it's time for another exciting featured segment that we have. What do we got going on? Well, you know, pretty challenging economy today. Right? That it is. A lot of people have to be struggling with credit card debt and the rising cost of buying a house. To get into these subjects today, we're going to speak with Steve Gardner, the executive director of an organization called Clarify, based in Philadelphia, whose sole purpose is empowering people in Philadelphia and surrounding Delaware Valley to achieve financial resilience and positively impact their communities. Big job, big job. And I understand Steve has really been busy throughout the pandemic. Steve is no stranger to your valuable home and Clarify is not new to its mission. The organization has been doing this for nearly one half century in the Philadelphia area. Steve, how did Clarify get started? It's great to be on your show again. Clarify actually began as the consumer credit counseling service of the Delaware Valley, one of the several hundred organizations founded by the National Foundation for Credit Counseling to administer debt management plans for individuals 
overburdened by unsecured credit card debt. It was a significant issue when we started back in the 1960s. Just a point of reference, the first credit card in the United States was actually issued by Bank of America in 1958. So by the time the mid-60s came around, they realized there was an issue with uh, these unsecured credit cards. Since then, since the early days, Clarify has evolved into a more mission-based organization offering financial empowerment counseling and housing to low housing counseling to low and moderate income families in the Philadelphia area. Was that the first credit card period even in Europe or, or whatever? I just went part of preparing for this I went back and sort of reviewing where the credit cards got started from and what I was able to find at Bank of America and just by way of chance my father was actually worked for Esso back in those time. And I remember as a small child when they were just coming out as a with a credit card for gasoline. So the the whole credit card situation in the United States didn't start till, you know, late fifties, early sixties. Hmm. And that was what year? 1958, Bank of America gets credit with the first official credit card. You didn't need a credit card before that because gas was like 50 cents a gallon, right? Probably less. Than yeah, so you just right. dug into your pocket and paid for your gas. <laughs> <laughs> Whole different yes. ballgame today, right? With everything. It certainly is. All right. And then uh, you're also an affiliate of Green Path Financial Wellness. It's a national organization with much the same mission. Can you get into a little bit of what they do and how it branches out from what you do? Uh, yes, uh, we affiliated with GreenPath in 2019, actually just before my arrival here at Clarify. Uh, GreenPath is a larger organization with a national footprint with a similar mission, but they have more still today a focus on uh, the debt net management program that sort of Clarify was founded on. Uh, from my standpoint, GreenPath is, was a great affiliation because it provides many of our back office support. HR, finance, so that we, uh, our counselors here in the Philadelphia area, can really concentrate on serving the low-income families across the Delaware Valley. Way of background, we have about 50 counselors with the main purpose is just serving clients in our communities. In today's economy, it must be proving frustrating uh, for your clientele, right, especially in terms of credit card debt? It's such a challenge. I mean, our clients are in the middle of a storm, to be honest with you. With, we're aware of the broad inflation, rise in cost of housing, and increased interest rates are putting many of our clients' goals of home ownership out of reach for them. And, you know, a lot of people create generational wealth by having home ownership and passing it on from one generation to the next. And our low-income families historically have had not had that benefit. But the good news was during 2021, it was sort of a boom for uh, home buying by minorities. But with the low interest rates during last summer ratcheting up, the demand for these houses were far greater than what is needed. You know, Philadelphia, like a lot of the major cities, lacks affordable housing. And even during last year's run-up of the big low interest rates, houses were selling. A lot of our clients who were preparing to purchase home were just sort of pushed out of the market with uh, so many cash deals and people able to purchase homes without inspection reports and things like that, which which our which our clients really can't afford to do. A lot of overbidding but, but on those homes too, right? In Philadelphia, there was a lot of overbidding. Like people are overbidding for the homes. Oh yeah, so it was crazy overbidding with no inspection reports and uh, cash deals. Where a lot of our people, a lot of our clients, really have 
the requirements of needed inspection. They can't really have anything go wrong when they purchase their home as far as future repairs and costs of upkeep. So it really did, you know, knock a lot of our clients out of it. But over the past year, we've we've helped hundreds of families purchase their first home. A lot of them were helped with assistance program, like Philadelphia had a Philly first grant program, which they actually offered ten thousand dollars for down payments in a first home purchase situation. And a lot of our clients were also supported by a lot of the pandemic savings monies that were out there to help uh, families during the pandemic. But it's really a challenge finding affordable housing, especially in the Philadelphia area. You know, this is, you made a point about the, um, about cash purchases and people coming in and bidding over asking and all that stuff. It was a crazy, crazy environment to basically, it was somebody that turned off a faucet six months ago, six, seven months ago. And I'm wondering, even though the interest rates are up right now, right? Interest rates, low interest rates had no impact on cash deals. So where did all the cash go? Do you have any, any indication about that? I'm just amazed at the amount of money that people have that yeah, can afford to buy absolutely. houses on a cash basis. Even with the rising interest rates, I know in the Philadelphia area, we haven't seen much of a decline in the cost of housing, although I would think it would be inevitable as the interest rates continue to climb, but people can and cannot afford. But it's sort of out of the realm of our clients that we're dealing with who are working hard to buy their first home and just sort of get shut out of the process because of the rising interest rising interest rates and the cost of homes. And now competition has slowed down. I can see from month to month, the last couple of months, the actual home sales have decreased, but we really haven't seen a decrease in the, the asking price for these homes. So It's kind of a weird market, isn't it? It is. It is. It is weird. And I know myself, I think back when I bought my first house back in 19, I think it was 83, my actual first interest rate was 14 and a half percent. Now, mind you, I bought a single family home in, outside the Philadelphia, right around, around the Philadelphia area for $64,000. So the, the dynamics have changed with uh, pricing of housing, trying to be supported by these higher rising interest rates. It's almost, it's almost impossible for our clients to to buy their first home in this in this scenarios. Well, a lot of them, I would imagine, in the middle and lower end of the spectrum, um, you know, in terms of uh, the money they bring in, would not qualify today because, you know, probably going in with a minimum amount of cash now and wouldn't qualify. And you got the interest rates on top of that. So, and qualifying for a mortgage, as Kevin and I know, we both paid cash for a couple places, a couple of rental places, because I, I just got fed up with it. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the process, it's like being pecked to death by woodpeckers. They, they ask you for something and then you go, go, go along for like two weeks. Then they ask you for something else. Then they ask you for something else. Is that still happening? Do you help people uh, wade through that process? Yeah, it still, it still was a challenge going through last summer again, as I mentioned, home sales have sort of slowed down as we've got into these higher interest rates, but it was a challenge for you know, our clients to get through the mortgage process. And hopefully that'll improve as we go forward, but it always seems to be a challenge. Well, rents are rising too. And are more renters also challenged? <laughs> Very much so. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, in the Philadelphia area, the rents went up pretty significantly last year, almost a 25% increase. The good news is Philadelphia has implemented some good programs to 
Starwolf uh, evictions, including landlord, tenant, mediation programs that we work with, right to counsel, and also assisted by COVID rental assistance. Prior to this, the pandemic, there really wasn't any uh, right to legal counsel for rental properties. Good news that has been getting into the process as far as people dealing with rentals, rentals, but it is still an issue. It remains a significant problem from low-income families that they're being locked out of their properties and losing some of the protections that have come along since the pandemic hit. Um, we spent a lot of time dealing with um, both foreclosure diversion for homeowners and also rent evictions become pretty busy during the COVID period and even uh, the current period. Well, um, low credit score makes it, and I can't imagine what this would be going like to go through, makes an, any significant purchase difficult. I mean, if you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, you want to buy anything that's significantly priced. What's your advice to clients who need to repair bad credit score, and do you actually walk them through or help hold their hands to get through that? Uh, yeah, that's what, what really our mission calls for. And what our suggestion is that everyone is dealing with uh, low credit scores and making any type of purchase difficult, really get involved with a financial counseling program like Clarifies. As I mentioned, there's, there's, there's uh, financial counseling in every state. And you know, for our services, there's no charge for people coming to us for financial counseling. We have various funding sources that help us support people who are really in our in need. And as you can imagine, credit issues are often very personal. Yep. They're differing significant from one household to the other. Many young people, especially from low-income families, may have no credit, where others take on too much debt, such as credit cards. Student loan debt is still an issue as the government tries to continue to work to try to forgive some of these student loans. The other challenge we see out there that we're really concerned about is the whole, during this holiday season, the buy now, pay later, oh, yeah. which is just another glorified method of, we used to be back, let layaway programs, or it just want to make sure we caution everybody to know what they're committing to when they're buying now and paying later. You will have to pay later, and hopefully you'll have the wherewithal to make the payments. But again, our counselors can help evaluate every unique situation and provide a written action plan and steps to remediate their scores. We really look at improving someone's credit scores by 35 points as being a success story for us. We continue to work towards that. As far as the debt management and credit cards, we still serve people through GreenPath, where they can really help people with credit card debt, providing reduced interest rates which, of course, will yield significant savings. The issue with all the stimulus money that we've seen the last couple of years, it doesn't seem like credit card is the main issue, although it's increasing as we speak with people coming up to the holidays and using our credit cards. But again, it's a challenge for all of our clients to you know, make sure they're managing their credit card and their purchases as we go through this holiday season. If you're a little bit late or whatever on, on credit card, you just automatically jump to an interest rate of 29%. It seems to me like that should be against the law. Have you guys ever discussed that? Have you ever tried to do anything about it? I mean, I don't understand how anybody who's managing credit card business in a bank could possibly hope to think that they are enabling you to pay better by charging you 29% versus like even 15%. I agree with you. It's a total disconnect that 
how is increasing the interest rate going to help with repayment of debt? But as you may recall, I spent my career before Clarify with Deloitte, a large international accounting firm, and seeing all type of financial instruments during my career. Between credit card, the reason why credit card interest rates are so high, a lot of people don't pay back <laughs> because they can't afford to. And my career with Deloitte, I've actually involved with a payday lending client, which in itself is that people actually borrow on their future paychecks. So there's all sorts of products out there that are not good for people who are struggling in our society. Yeah. And I don't blame I don't blame the payday lenders. I don't play banks. It's just how we as a society have allowed people to fall that far down the financial instrument spectrum where they have to use high interest rate credit cards or pay now, pay later, or in the case of my payday lending client. It's these people are these 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 banks and companies are providing a service that people do need, but I question how did we get the people let the people get to that level that they need these services. It's easy. It's e- really easy to understand how somebody can get in. Somebody who's making a marginal income to begin with can get in over their head because, you know, just basic things like food, gasoline, clothing. Yeah, it's through the roof. We'll right take now. you there. Yeah. We'll take you there. Absolutely. It'll put you in bad shape because it's so expensive. I just don't understand the whole credit card industry and how they how they how they function. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but do they charge those big rates because uh, they're getting stung with people not paying, so everybody else is making up on it? Uh, yes, the high interest rates support support the fact that not everybody pays them back since they, they are unsecured. Yep. So it's just a process that's been created. And, um, I mean, let's, let's be honest, a lot of people are struggling out there to make ends meet with the high inflation, trying to put food on the table and uh, holiday season, try to create a family structure and celebrate the holidays with family. And it's so easy to use a credit card, yeah. or, you know, buy now, pay later. And it's difficult. And we work with these, pe- these people, these clients every day to help them realize what, what what's actually happened, what they can afford, uh, help them create budgets and plan for the future. It's, um, it just sort of keeps clarifying going every day. You know, our mission is to help people. I'm sure. And I'm sure there are a lot more of them now than there were before. Right. And the, and the good news were, you know, we continue to get additional funding from sources to help these people. As I mentioned, clarify majority of our clients don't have to pay a fee to come talk to us. And we try to create a, you know, a, relationship with them to help them through these troubled times and hopefully come up with a better plan to be more successful going forward, whether their plan calls for them to buy a house or have an emergency fund. Um, is there a challenging time? Is there a, is there a cutoff uh, in terms of clients and uh, maybe an income cutoff where if they are under a certain amount or over a certain amount, you would then recommend the green path. Does it work that way, or how, what uh, do they do if they yeah. if they if they don't qualify as a low or moderate income person? Most of clarified clients actually meet the low to moderate income requirements, but some people do get in financial trouble just dealing with credit cards. People with varying income levels. If you're above a certain level, we would actually refer you to GreenPath and their debt management program where they would work with you to help reduce your cost of your credit cards, help work down the balances in your credit cards. Whereas Clarify, 
as I mentioned, really dealing with people, helping them uh, create, you know, some sort of budgeting, some financial plan for whatever they're trying to accomplish short term or long term, such as creating an emergency savings fund uh, or eventually buying a home. So there is that sort of cut up cut off from an income generating standpoint. So no matter no matter who calls you, you can offer them help either through your organization directly or through Greenpath, correct? That is correct. Okay, good. Good. That's good to know. What is considered a bad credit score and how long does it take to work back to a good credit score? Uh, it takes anywhere from 3 to 6 months, upwards of a year for some cases. We have helped uh, hundreds of clients increased their credit scores. I mentioned 35 points or more. In, for example, in 2021, we have over a thousand clients that have actually improved their credit score up 35 points. I mean, most people are trying to get into the, you know, the, the mid 600s, 640, 650. But we've dealt with clients as low as the low 500s, trying to get them to restore their credit so that they can have a chance when it comes to getting a proper interest rate on a mortgage or any type of borrowings that they do. So you, do you actually interf interface or, or, or communicate with the credit agencies? Uh, yeah, it's really run by Greenpath now. They'll actually have contacts at banks to help people work through their credit card debt, uh, whether it's coming up with a, consolidating some of the credit cards looking to try to reduce some of the interest rates, but it's really put them on a plan that they can, you know, pay down these credit cards. And what credit card companies like to see that they would like to see people make at least a minimum payment every month. They want to make, they would rather see not use the full extent of your, what you can access to credit card. For example, if you have a credit line of $1,000, most credit report agencies would like to see that be like at three hundred, four hundred dollars that you wouldn't tap out to the thousand dollars on a regular basis. So there making payments, as long as the people are making payments, because thinking about the lower credit score, if you're not making mortgage payments, you're not making credit card payments. That's pretty much what's going to drive or rent credit. payments or rent, or rent payments. payments. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. a lot of banks will work with you if you do have some short term, whether you've just lost your job. Loan modifications were a big thing coming through the pandemic as people lost their job. Oh yeah. Well, that's so, one of the things I was worried about with us because we weren't we weren't getting the rent money because at that time back when the pandemic you hit, made for your rental property yeah the yeah. rental mm -hmm. they didn't have to pay the rent mm -hmm. and I'm still paying the mortgages right. without re yeah. receiving rent and mm -hmm. then everything else happened but we had to sell the place so we got pennies on the dollar because of all the stuff that was going down in Philly and I was worried about the whole time if I'm not making payments would my credit go down so we just decided to sell the place because I couldn't make all these mortgage payments and people renters right. weren't paying so that was one of my big concerns so if that did happen where it's so like I kept a big drag on your whole it was finances. Yeah. It was. So we yeah. just had to sell everything off. And then, cause that was one of the things, so I guess a good credit score is uh, what kept us afloat uh, to purchase and refinance because of uh, at least making the payments while, even though we weren't getting rent money, uh, we still made the payments. So we were taking our cash and depleting it to empty just to right. make sure we made these payments. And then until we sold the property and got rid of all those mortgages, if somebody else's problem could have destroyed your whole credit rating. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's real close. Right. Yeah. It was real close. Yeah. Hmm. And that's what you're talking about actually adds to the lack of affordable housing in the Philadelphia areas. And a lot of our neighborhoods in Philadelphia that are going through some sort of revitalization, we're finding that homes are being purchased by investors up the 
20, 25% of the available houses are being bought by investors, which creates a whole different dynamics, becomes rental properties and same issue you guys were just talking about. Then all of a sudden your renter, the person running it can't make the payment. You, the investor who owns the property can't make their mortgage payment. So it just seems to snowball to everybody when, when we're dealing with uh, low income. You know what, Steve, even if you pay cash for the place and you lose a renter, and you're not, you don't have that income coming in, could be $2,000 a month. It's a major hit. That's a va- very yeah. major hit. So I think I mean, that's what you ran into. Yeah, right? we, were, yeah. We, were, yeah. we were struggling for a while. Yeah, okay. as we got rid of everything. But that was the whole thing. I just had to when we got back. I remember I'm working 80 hours a week still to get back on my feet from all that disaster that had happened. But uh, it, it's just, you got to make those payments. That was the whole yeah. thing. And yeah. my understanding yeah. is when we were looking to do this budget, it was just trying to stop spending. We've got to do this. We've got to be able to build back. And, and you got to pay utilities too. Yeah, you know, we paid yeah. everything. everything well, yeah. We're not getting any rent money in. Right. We're still paying the mortgage. We're still yeah. paying the water and sewer yeah. bill, and we just got depleted. Uh, but again, it's it's a learning lesson. I'm, but uh, you know, for anybody out there, it's you really got to you got to watch it. You know, you have to make sure that uh, you know, if, if you're getting a good renter, you know, you, you got to take care of them. But you know, with, in this situ- situation, I guess calling you guys would be a great understanding if somebody's in that situation to be able to work through all this. Correct? Uh, that's, that's correct. But again, there's no really simple solution because you have both parties. We we mostly counsel with the on the renter side, the person actually running the building. But we understand the impact it's having on the owner of the property who has to pay his mortgage, and so it's it's not a good it's a good situation all around. Yeah, for anybody. Can you give us, without mentioning any names, of course, some sample? two or three clarify success stories? Yeah, we have some great success stories. And we actually, on our website, there's an annual report that issued that we try to highlight some of them. But uh, we do help over thousands of people each year take control of their finances. One client worked with one of our counselors to discharge close to $100,000 in student loans from a now defunct for-profit college. We have a client wow. who worked with, us, worked with us for two years to pay down $40,000 in credit debt. And lastly, is probably my best story that we have this past year that's sort of highlighted in our annual report. Last year, we helped a client to purchase a home he had been renting from the Philadelphia Housing Authority, the same home he grew up in with his mother, who made him promise to purchase the house when she passed away. And working with Clarify, he was able to purchase the home. And it was a great story for the family and the person who ended up buying the house. You perform a very valuable service, and I can, I, I'm sure the people who work with you, your clients, are really appreciative of that. Now, you've been involved in uplifting entire communities, too. I believe you have a pilot housing stabilization program in, in play in Delaware County, in Pennsylvania. That's what you, what, yeah, that's, south of Philadelphia? That's, yeah, it's one of our newer programs we're just getting involved with, but we actually started a home repair program in Philadelphia three or four years ago, which we call Restore, Repair, Redo. Mm-hmm. which uh, connects homeowners with low interest rate loans up to $50,000, especially with the rising interest rate. This is a great program for people of Philadelphia or the surrounding areas to take up. They're able to purchase up to $50,000 loan at 3% interest rate, which wow. is a deal in this environment to help them you know, fix up their home. Or and We've been working with them. The city of Philadelphia, at the end of the day, is taking the risk. It's, it's underwritten by a bank. The loan... We've had a lot of success stories where people were able to fix their home. The Delaware County one that you referred to is sort of a new product. Uh, it's monies from the state that we got for part of the American Rescue Plan Act, where 
people in Delaware County, which is a county just outside Philadelphia. It's There isn't really a specific loan product. Our counselors will help families apply for market rate products so that it doesn't have the low interest rate like the Philadelphia program has. But our goal with all home repair is to provide a safe, warm, and dry home and to protect their most important asset. Homeownership is by far the best vehicle for, as I talked before, mm-hmm. creating an intergenerational wealth transfer available to working class family. It's so important to protect. Uh, so we will be working with the people of Delaware County as we go into 2023 that they can fix up their homes and make it a safe, warm and dry place for the raise a family. Yeah, and I think, you know, as you go through this, this has got to have an impact on the local community, too. And I believe in the theory that a rising tide floats all boats. So it's 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 good for the entire community, right? Or the entire neighborhood, immediate uh, neighborhood. Uh, uh, definitely. it's a, That is our goal. This program, as I said, was funded by the American Rescue Plan. We hope to prove how valuable this is in Delaware County and hope to expand it to other counties in the Philadelphia area. There's other programs out there also that you know, the program will also do wonders for neighborhood property values. Fewer That's homes what I'm in yeah. mm-hmm. block can really help the value of the home. And and as we mentioned, to create some sort of intergenerational wealth transfer upon the death of the homeowner. So it's really a, a win situation for the homeowners and the neighborhood. And, and that's what we're trying to do, empower people to, you know, improve their communities and well, Steve, we're, we are out of time, but our hat's off to you. You guys are doing wonderful work. You're doing good work and helping a lot of people who need the help, especially in this time with the economy, you know, in the doldrums, so to speak, uh, as, it, as it has been. So thank you for all you do. How do people get in touch with you? And if they, if they don't qualify for your program, you can put them in direct t- uh, contact with Greenpath then too, right? So Anyone can visit our website, which is www.clarify, and clarify is C-L-A-R-I-F-I, mm-hmm. I at the end of clarify.org, or our phone number is 215-563-5665. We just want all the people, your listeners, to prioritize savings during this period of time. As I mentioned, 38% of Americans currently say they couldn't cover an emergency expense of $400. One emergency could put a family at significant risk. So Seek Out Help clarifies one of the many agencies that are here to help. And as I mentioned, there's really no fee to talk to one of our counselors. So please keep us in mind if you're having any struggles. Good advice. Thank you very much, Steve. And again, thank right, you thank for you. all you guys do. Hey, Kev, great news on how our listeners can tap into their home equity without taking a loan, making monthly payments, or piling on debt. With Unison, they get up to 17.5% of their home's value to remodel, pay off debt, buy a vacation home, whatever. You have Unison, right? Yep, paid off medical debt. Unison's terms were perfect for me, especially zero monthly payments for up to 30 years. Zero monthly payments? How do they make money? When you sell your home, you pay them the original co-investment amount plus a percentage of the change in your home's value up to 30 years later. How do we learn more? Go to unison.com backslash YVH, which stands for Your Valuable Home. Again, that's unison.com backslash YVH. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit unison.com backslash YVH for details. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing. Products made with latest technology and honest old world craftsmanship. The Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on the new Pod City Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, and all other popular podcast directories. 
If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 